Hey, hi, hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of the Not My Problem podcast. I am your host, Nestle. How are you guys doing? It has been a wonderful day for me. I just finished watching The Bachelor, so you could say that I have a lot of fresh thoughts and opinions, and it just feels like it was literally two weeks since we last saw a Bachelor franchise show, and that is because it has been two weeks since we saw a Bachelor franchise show, so it's like kind of crazy to immediately like be thrown into a whole new cast with um, a new Bachelor and a group of women, some of which are already a headache, and I'm just like, wow. This, this is too much. But before I get started, I just want to tell you guys, thank you so much for listening. I know I took a hiatus, so this is my second episode since I took my break. So I'm glad you guys are here with me on this journey. If you haven't already, be sure to subscribe to the podcast. Give me five stars and leave a review if you have the time to do so. I greatly appreciate it. So I, I want to talk about a couple things. First, I want to talk about The Bachelor like really quickly. Not necessarily talking about the ins and out of the show but I just I just watched it so it makes sense for me to just do a brief you know take on my feelings from The Bachelor so let's start with Matt James who is friends with Tyler C and that's pretty much how he got on The Bachelor franchise not to discredit the man he's a great man I think I don't know him that well just based on what I've seen on the internet on the show he seems like a stand-up guy I don't really have any qualms with him What I do have qualms with is the fact that it appears as though the Bachelor franchise is going to do the thing where they promote him as the the first Black Bachelor, which is true, but it also leads me to wonder if they chose the first Black Bachelor because we just had a very tumultuous time with the Black Lives Matter movement and all of the things and the Bachelor franchise coming out and saying that it wasn't as inclusive as it should have been. So it just, it makes me wonder. And I just hope that they don't do what they did to Rachel, which was like promote her as just that. Um, Because every season they promote, like there's like that one thing about the Bachelor or the Bachelorette. Claire was that she was the oldest black bachelorette, Colton was a virgin, pilot Pete, because he had no other redeeming quality aside from the fact that he was a pilot. And I don't like, I'm all for some free flights, but I don't know if that was enough for him to have his entire show centered around the fact that he was a pilot, but you know, go off bachelor franchise, do what you got to do. So that was interesting. And then we, we had the group of women. Can I just say stunning? One girl is a runway model and she came in the most stunning dress. Body was snatched. She looked phenomenal. Phenomenal. She was a black woman. Mm. I was like, oh, ooh, the girls are looking a little peasant-like in comparison. So I'm rooting for her. I believe her name is Chelsea. I think her name is Chelsea. And then uh, there's only a couple of people that like come off the top of my head when I think about the show because, you know, we just started. So there was Chelsea. There was Kit, who is 21 years old, who is the daughter of Cynthia Rowley. And if you don't know who Cynthia Rowley is, she is a fashion designer. Um, When I went to go look at the contestants and their jobs, Kit's name had the name Socialite next to it. Like her job was Socialite. But now that we're on the show, it says that she is a fashion entrepreneur. 
just say you're rich and white. Just, just say that. Just say you are a gossip girl living and breathing. Just say that. It's okay. She came in a Bentley because she said that the limo gave her too much of rideshare vibes. So she ordered her own car and it was a Bentley. I'm screaming. I literally, that was a lot. And then we had Victoria, the queen, and you can tell they do it every season. It makes sense. There's the person that's on this season to be entertaining and to low-key be a shit show, and that is Victoria. She is a queen, but I don't really know if that's any real relation to who she is as a person. I think she's just self-identified as a queen. So we love that for her, question mark. I'm annoyed by her. But she will give the show some spice. The thing about The Bachelor is it's women. So the women are always so catty and like chaotic. So it makes for good television. I will will say that. So we will see. Fresh thoughts. Let me know how you guys are feeling about The Bachelor. First impressions. Who do you think? Who are you rooting for? What do you think of Matt James and all of the things? But yeah, so that's been going on with The Bachelor. I am taking... Well, when you guys listen to this, I had taken off the week prior. So when I'm recording this, I I took the entire week off and I I did that very strategically. One, it's weekend before my birthday and my birthday is on the 11th, um, which is a couple days before when you guys are listening to this. This is like really hard in my head to rationalize and I don't know why it's so difficult. Anyways, so I took off the week of January 4th, which is usually the week where everybody comes back from the holidays, but the holidays has always been rather uneventful for me. So it doesn't really make sense for me to take those days off. Like I'd rather be the person on the team that's just online while other people are taking holidays because it's not like I'm doing anything in particular where I need to take those weeks off. So I work, this is the second year where I've done that and I will probably continue to do that. But once the holidays are over and we get into the new year, I like to take that first week off of January so I can do my decompress and I can also celebrate my birthday depending on um, when my birthday falls. I usually celebrate the weekend before that. That has just seemed to be a trend in how I do things. But yeah, so I'm taking this week off and I will be doing a staycation in um, the Atlanta area with me and like one other friend. We're going to do a couple of the Atlanta things as safely as possible because I didn't want to do a big shebang. Not like I ever do a big shebang, but I usually do at least like one birthday dinner and I'm not going to do that because I just want to keep it super low key, you know, because the panoramic, the panini is still on and popping and I just don't, I don't want that negativity or the COVID in my life, so that's what I will be doing. So I have been in a really good headspace and you know, new year, I don't want to say new year, new me, new year, same me, a little bit of different vibes. I've been trying to think of what my intention is going to be for 2021. My word for 2021 and last year, 2020 was intentional to be more intentional. And I I definitely have I don't want to say mastered, but I am definitely in a great place when it comes to being intentional about all of the things that I do. So now that I have decided to be more intentional, I'm going to one up my 2020 word. And now I think I've decided that my 2021 word is going to be follow through because I've been intentional about some things, but then I I found myself convincing myself that maybe this is what this isn't what I should be doing. Maybe I should pivot. Maybe 
I should do something else and kind of coercing myself out of an opportunity, um, an endeavor, anything of that nature. So 2021 is going to be about follow through because when people think of Nestle, I want them to say Nestle does what she says she's going to do. And I say I do that 90% of the time not good enough for me. We want 100%. We want people to know that I mean business. I mean what I say, and we're going to follow through with it. So that's my 2021 word. I'm saying it to the podcast to keep myself accountable. So I'm really, I'm really excited about that. And I would love to hear what you guys are committing to in 2021. Do you believe in resolutions? Because I I go on and on about how I, I don't really think resolutions are a good way to think of something um, because they're just very finite and you can't this, it's either black and white and 2020 has taught us that things aren't black and white. It's really not that simple. So yeah, let me know what your mantras are, your words of 2021, your intentions, anything like that. So yeah, that's a little bit um, of, I guess, my personal life, my life update. And yeah, let's get, let's get into the tea with today's episode. Something that's been on my mind a lot is the power that social media has on us and how it affects our mental well-being. I was catching up with a friend the, a couple of weeks ago and she told me how she deleted her Instagram or just didn't log on to that particular account and she made another Instagram that only followed about 40 people and that was her way of weaning herself off of social media. And this wasn't Instagram specifically because I do want to touch on all of the um, social medias, but this the thing that sparked this conversation was Instagram in, in specific. In specific, yeah, let's, I don't think that's right, but let's go with it. And I came to the conclusion that I follow a great deal of people that I really don't give a flying fuck about what they have going on in their lives. And I just have access to them for whatever reason. And I just have them to like my Instagram account. Like I followed about 900 people and this goes back from when I first created my Instagram account. So this is anywhere from people I went to high school with, people I went to college with, people I met through a friend one time and I thought they were nice. So we followed each other on Instagram, people that I met in a Facebook group, um, friends of friends, random people, honestly. And then we of course have the celebrities, the influencers, things of that nature. I would scroll through my feed and especially with the algorithm, you are oftentimes shown people that you may not really care about and you get to miss the people who you actually care about put their updates because the algorithm does not push out content in the same way that it used to. So when she said that and she said that she was weaning herself off of social media just because she she didn't care to see all of these extra people who weren't adding value to her life. And because she didn't want people to have that level of access to her made me wonder, like, why do we post on social media the way that we do? And everybody has their own reasoning for posting on social media. It is a very lucrative career for a lot of people. Some people just like expressing themselves. I really wanted to pivot it and make it about me. Why do I post on social media? I post on social media to... Okay, let me be honest. I, I don't really post on social media that often. I am a Instagram storier. I post things on my story, whether it's like an activity that I'm doing, um, a news article that I want to share, um, a page that I want to highlight. That's that's pretty much fair game for me. And that's why I post on Instagram. And I follow people on Instagram because I like to be up to date on 
anybody's interests and, and things that they have going on in their lives. But what I don't really care about are the, I would say, 90% of the people that I follow whom are just basically strangers to me and their random updates. And this is how I ended up in a pattern where I'm comparing myself to people that I have not spoken to in literal years, or I maybe never spoke to them. And I'm seeing their updates, having no background information of how they got that dream job, how they got their dream apartment, anything about them. I'm just seeing their highlight reel, their, the photo that they decided to share with the world. And I am using that as a defining moment of what I'm not accomplishing or what I'm not doing. And that's mentally horrible. Need I say more? So after I finished having that conversation with my friend and driving home, thinking about all of the people that I followed that really aren't adding any value to my life, aside from the fact that I am comparing every success that I have or don't have with the people that I'm seeing on social media, I made the executive decision to unfollow 90% of the people that I was previously following. I followed 900 people and now I'm following 97 people. And those 97 people are people that I actually care about their updates. There are honestly a couple outliers, some close friends of friends. So I... One day they might be unfollowed, but at the current moment, I'll keep them. But they're they're next on the chopping block if you if you catch my drift. And it was liberating, but it took me several days to get from acknowledging the fact that I need and want to unfollow all of these people to actually pulling the trigger and unfollowing these people. And you may be asking yourself, why Nestle? Why just do it? That's a great question. Why didn't I do it? So my initial thought was, how am I going to be perceived when people unfollow me? Because I'm not going to lie to you guys. I was previously the person that would download an app when someone unfollowed me because I didn't gain followers that frequently. So when I lost one, I noticed and I would use my um, follower tracking app, which sounds so cringe saying out loud. And I guess that's a, this is a perfect moment to have this conversation because I'm sure I'm not the only one, but now that I'm saying it out loud, it sounds horrendous, but I would see who's unfollowing me. And even if it was someone that I hadn't spoken to in literally forever, I was offended that they unfollowed me and in return, I would unfollow them. And just think about that for a second, because if I had this conversation with my friend and they told me that they were mad because someone unfollowed them that they hadn't talked to or had a conversation with or any interaction with at any point in time or in years, I would tell them that they are being obnoxious and why do you care? So why do I care when that happens to me? And I realized that I would take it personally and that's something that I like to tell myself constantly and tell other people that not everything is about you, nor is the world centered around you. So when people ghost you, I like to say that it's not about you. It's about that particular person. Not everything's as personal as you want it to be. And I know it is kind of hard to navigate a world where you think things aren't personal. It's a very narcissistic way of thinking, but it's common. Like we always take things personally and things aren't always personal. And that's something that I have to navigate through day to day. I am aware of it and I, I try to work towards it. And this is a great example of that. 
getting unfollowed by complete strangers and being offended by that when they could have had a perfectly good reason. And this is the reason that would have been good enough for me to unfollow someone. I haven't talked to this person in forever. I don't really care about their pictures. I'm just going to unfollow them because they're not adding value to my life. Makes perfect sense, right? Because I did that. I would do that. So why do I care when other people do that? So that was the realization that I had to have with myself. And then also, I am making a rule for myself, and we're also going to speak this into existence. I don't need to continue following guys that I maybe never even went on a date with. That is the bare minimum. I just matched with them on an app and had a couple conversations, but actually never met them. That's one. Two, guys that I went on one date with and then we don't talk anymore. That's another one I don't need to, to, to be dealing with. Three are the people that I went on a couple dates with and it didn't work out. Why do, why do I care? Why do I want to see them? Why am I putting fuel on the fire? Why do, you, why do you guys still follow exes? Why do you still follow people that you know, if you saw their pictures, it would be taking away from you emotionally? Why would you set yourself up for failure that way? Unfollow them. It's that simple. And then once they're out of sight, they're usually out of mind. You probably won't think about them again because they were a stamp in your life and you're past that. You're above that now. So I taught myself that this is what I need to do not everything's about you, Nestle. And stop doing things because it seems okay at the moment. Take time to assess the situation and then determine if it's the course of action that you actually want to take. And honestly, I think this just comes down to setting boundaries and the importance of setting boundaries for your own mental well-being and your mental health. I think that just because we have this level of access to people through social media doesn't make it healthy. And the first step towards navigating this world is being aware of the the pain that it can bring you and the um, heaviness that it can weigh on your life and your mind for something that's so menial. Because think about it, me getting unfollowed by a person I never talked to in forever could weigh me down for that day or I could harp on that for easily 30 minutes and be offended by that when it has nothing to do with me when the truth behind that is I could just one make it an active thought to not take it personally when people unfollow me in the same way that I would say that it's not personal when I unfollow someone that I haven't talked to in forever I'm doing it for myself and that person is awarded that same level of energy. If they want to unfollow you for themselves, that's perfectly fine. And an interesting part that I want to make note of is what's the worst that would happen in that instance? Let's, let's paint a picture here and assess how this would work. You unfollowed someone that you hadn't spoke to in what's, let's say, three or four years. This is someone that you were friendly with in college. You may have hung out with them a few times, but you don't speak to them anymore. You unfollow them because why would you follow them? You, They're not adding value to your life. And that alone is a perfect reason to unfollow someone. You can unfollow anybody for whatever reason you want. They unfollow or you unfollow them. Okay. What's so the worst is they text you. The person that hasn't talked to you in 
three plus years is going to text you and ask you how, why you unfollow them? Like, think about that. What is the likelihood that that happens? And if it does happen, it's probably not. You can just say, hey, I decided that I wanted to clean up my social media and follow people that were an active part of my life. And unfortunately, we haven't spoken in a couple of years. It's not personal. I just made the decision to unfollow a couple of people on my Instagram. If they get angry, that's their fault. This is probably not even going to happen, but if they, this were to happen, we're just going to entertain it, then okay, what are, what are they going to get mad at? Because you decided to make an executive decision for yourself. They don't con- control your social media. Why does it matter? So let's think about this. This thought and this irrational way of thinking is going to live in your mind rent-free, but for what? For what? You can make a decision to do whatever you want with your social media. And let's be honest, you're not that important for them to care that much about you unfollowing them. And I'm speaking to myself and to you. You're not that important. I'm sorry. But like, I think it's the the truth that we need to hear, to move forward, to make things, to make decisions that benefit us in the long term. And I need to tell myself that I'm not that important as important as I think I am. I'm not that important to a complete stranger or someone that I haven't talked to in several years. Like I was in an RA in high school, not in high school. What am I talking about? I was an RA for three out of four of my years in college. I unfollowed several colleagues, fellow RAs. I unfollowed residents that I was very close with, I would say. Um, And I wish them nothing but the best. I still have them on Facebook. I still see their endeavors. I just dropped my phone. My bad if you heard that. But... I don't need to see them on my Instagram page. I don't. I really don't. Um, so I unfollowed them and nobody's texting me. I've unfollowed 900 people and it's been two weeks now. Nobody's texted me. Not a single soul because the people that would care if I unfollowed them, I still follow them. Do you see Do you see what I'm? where I'm getting with this? So if you need this push to unfollow people that don't add value to your life, this is me pushing you. Also, stop following influencers who you're comparing yourself to if it's not adding anything to your mental health. If you keep comparing yourself and keep getting sad about all of the things that you wish you were doing, unfollow them. This is me giving you the push that you need because someone needs to tell you and I'm going to be the one to tell you because I made that mistake for myself and then I realized how much better off I was by unfollowing all these people and how happy I am and how content I am and how focused I am. So this is me helping you unfollow them. And I've honestly been harping on Instagram a lot, but I do believe that that's probably the most toxic um, app on the platform. We could talk about TikTok and how it promotes negative behavior and very toxic behavior, but that honestly could be an entire episode. So I'm just going to sit back and let, let TikTok exist while I still try to gather my thoughts around that platform. And then we have Twitter, which I deleted several months ago. And sometimes I go through instances where I I want to go back to Twitter solely because it is the place where I feel I can get the most unbiased news. But now I've found a platform where I can consume my news. So now I no longer need Twitter because Twitter is... it's a dangerous place. First of all, people say the most reckless, the most racist, the most controversial things that I've ever seen. TikTok could quite literally never. 
once you enter like this I would say like world within Twitter because obviously Twitter does have its like you know sections we have black Twitter we have white Twitter we have PWI Twitter we have stan Twitter we have k-pop Twitter it all exists and sometimes it's just disgusting that 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 app mm -mm, no it's it's like the socially acceptable version of Reddit because you know Reddit's a problem, but Twitter is like, mm, it has it has its gems, but when it's bad, it's really bad. So I, I don't have that platform anymore. And then I have Facebook. Um, I deactivated it at one point and then I realized that my Airbnb account was attached to my Facebook and I had several hundred dollars in credit on my Airbnb account and I knew that changing your account and changing what it's connected to is a hassle so I didn't want to lose the money so I have it again and then once I use my Airbnb Airbnb credit I will be deleting that thing again because Mark Zuckerberg he's just he's just not my kind of people that platform is probably the worst and and I say this when Instagram also exists but it's run by the same company so I guess it all it all comes full circle but I, Instagram, Twitter, all these social media platforms, they're just a lot. And it really takes active thought to maintain your mental well-being and your sanity to navigate this world, especially when you want to be a content creator while also using these platforms. It's, it's wild. I have to hand it to people because me as just like a commoner, a normal person, trying to share just even a little bit of their life seems like a lot so I can only imagine what people that have the the spotlight on them go through but for your own mental well-being like I said it's not about you it's never personal so do what you need to do to make yourself happy and boundaries is the core behind all of this I think we need to set better boundaries for ourselves especially in social media but I could really harp on that in regards to any aspect of our lives and that's an episode that I definitely want to talk about because boundaries is something that I think I need to actively work towards um in 2021 for my mental well-being um boundaries in my my personal life and work and um, what I share online because now I'm living in the space where I am creating content on the internet, but there is still a level of, um, privacy that I want to keep for myself. There are some things I want to stay within my inner circle or even just to myself and that's okay. So being able to navigate those boundaries is something that I look forward to working on in this upcoming year, but with social media specifically, I have made the executive decision and I really think that you guys should take a moment to really ask yourself why you follow all of these people that you follow online. Um, are they adding value to your life? Is there a particular person that you follow and you you find yourself envying their life? And then once you think of that person, ask yourself what would be the benefit if you unfollowed them? And before I wrap things up, I really wanted to share this poem that I discovered a couple weeks ago from SRW Poetry on Instagram, and it's about boundaries, and I think it applies to all aspects of life, but I really want to tie it back to Instagram and social media as a whole because it is titled, You Do Not Have an Open Sign Hanging Around Your Neck. Do Not Let Them Come and Go As They Please. And social media is the the open sign, if you think about it. We have 
our lives open for people to share and people to see and people to judge and we get to judge other people's lives because they have this open side. So when I read the title of this poem, I immediately stopped to take a moment to consume it. So I'm going to share it with you guys. It says, make yourself less accessible, set boundaries. If you don't, they will drop you when they feel like it because they know how easily you let them pick you back up again. Boundaries aren't walls that you put up in hopes that somebody will come along and climb them. They're non-negotiable. They say, do not cross me. You are not what's left in the fridge at the end of the week when they've opened it up four times already and in the end decided to settle when they're needy and hungry. No, fuck that. You are not the chocolate at the bottom of the tin that people leave until all of their favorites are gone. The next time they run to you, I hope you're not even there. I hope you have said, fuck this shit and moved on. You are not theirs to pick up for temporary satisfaction and then not be thought of for months on end. Set boundaries, say no, close the door. You do not have to have yourself be easily accessible to people. If someone is causing you pain to see them or you no longer want them to see what you have going on in your life, you are more than welcome to not only unfollow them, but remove them from seeing your world, from being in your orbit because it does nothing but mentally drain you and you need to close the door. We are not open signs. Close the door, set your boundaries, say no, and that is okay. I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. I really feel like it's something that we should talk about more and be more aware of, especially going into the new year, setting boundaries for yourself, allowing yourself to be free from things that aren't sparking joy. Marie Kondo, your fucking life. If it doesn't spark joy, then get rid of it. And I hope you guys resonate with that. Be sure to send me a DM. Um, my personal is Nestle Mitchell. And if you want to send me a DM on the podcast account, I will obviously reply back to it and have a conversation. I hope this gave you some insight on the world of social media and how it is okay for you to set boundaries for yourself, for you to unfollow people that you no longer feel as though they're adding joy to your life. And if that isn't something that you're ready for, maybe this conversation just lets you know that that is a thought that you probably should have with yourself and start asking yourself why you follow all of these people. Do you really care about all of these people? And if that answer is no, then maybe start taking the steps to slowly but surely unfollow the people that are adding value to your life. I hope you guys have a wonderful rest of your week. Be sure to share the episode on Instagram. Um, leave a rating. Five stars is preferred. And if you have time, go ahead and leave me a review. But nevertheless, I will see you guys all next week. Later.